guys welcome to something 20 and i hope you guys are having a good day or good night or good evening or good afternoon whenever you guys are listening to this um first of all i would like to apologize in every episode i'm like saying sorry recently but i'm so sorry i forgot to post last week because i actually didn't have time i was busy and i didn't want to make and record my episode in like a rush or just like oh yeah it's a weekday so i have to post it no i honestly like to post when i have things to talk about and when i want to you know actually say some stuff out where if, you know what i mean but yeah so i hope you guys are doing good and i welcome you all to today's episode today's episode by if you guys didn't read the title um we're gonna be talking about some of the wedding events that we have in our culture in pakistan and also i think some of the other cultures also do it that i think are not okay to celebrate in islam and i'll tell you my experiences why i think that way and why why we need to change it and why is it bad okay so let's get into it okay okay so starting with myself i want to talk about me first and why i think this way so i was born and raised in pakistan in karate and i moved here in 2015 in september and it's been i think almost eight years of me living here so when i came here i was like 10 11 ish or 12 ish I don't know the dates and all that, but yeah. So I was around. I wasn't. I wasn't old. Like I was. I was. I was a kid. Okay. So at that time, I didn't understand any events or any wedding that we went to in Pakistan. But when I came here, I obviously lost touch to my culture. But then, then got to my family friends who you know kept the wedding trends alive and you know they were following the pakistani trends and because of them i was able to understand that what is going on so in islam we're supposed to just celebrate like one or two events for the wedding so not even like the the nikah that that is done separately but because of some circumstances we had to for my sister's wedding we had to do it separately because of some things and we just couldn't do the Ruksati together with the Nika, right? So because of that, like now, now I'm gonna be sounding so hypocritical, hip, such a hypocrite. But we had reasons. So because of that, because of that, I'm not gonna judge other people because they also might have reasons. So we're not gonna be talking about those events, okay? We're gonna be talking about the wedding event that is called dholki mehndi or an event where music dances are like a thing now personally i don't i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say that oh i don't like music or i don't like dancing and all that stuff i do like them but doing dances and listening to loud music in front of everyone is something that i wouldn't do now in islam we're supposed to you know hide our sin so if i'm listening to music i should be ashamed of it and i should be listening to it privately you know what i mean like i shouldn't be telling everyone to like i shouldn't be inviting everyone oh let's do this together let's listen to this music together like even if i'm doing that i'm not gonna be calling like 20 people 
together and listening to the song. Like I would I would never do that. But like but yeah, so my my problem with these type of events are be- that if you're doing good for you, don't invite the people that are uncomfortable with attending. So I'm not gonna name anyone, but um, we I think we got invited to one of the events. Um, this happened in Pakistan. I do remember a little bit. People invite people, even if the other person doesn't want to come. They'll be like, "Oh, you, why aren't you coming? You you just say you just you just want to make drama. Like you don't want to come, so people can talk about you and all that." Which is not okay, you know what I mean? Like, it should be, you should be, you know, considering someone else's feelings and why why they don't want to come, why they're not comfortable doing that. And, like, personally, I would not invite anyone who is uncomfortable coming to my event. Like, that's the common sense. Like, if someone is not wanting to, is not wanting to listen to music in front of everyone, like, personally, me. I hate when people are listening to loud music, making, uh, dancing and all that stuff. Like, I just can't take it. Like, that's like an ick for me. Like, if I see someone dancing with their friends, I would like, like that, that. I can't watch someone doing that. Like, it, just, it doesn't feel right and it doesn't feel nice. So, because of that, I, like, I don't want, like... I don't know, it's so weird to be there, like, it feels wrong to be there at first, but then you're like, oh, okay, they all, you know, you know them, you want to be happy for them, of course we're happy for them, but I don't want to, I don't want to be included in something like that, like, I don't know, it's really hard to explain without being critical and without judging someone, because we can't judge. But again, I, I like I, I've never done that. Like my when my sister got married, we had like a like an event where we gathered people and we just did the dholak, like the dholki. We just did that. There was no music, there was no dance, which I like. But when people say, "Oh, why aren't you gonna dance?" I'm like, "I don't, I don't, I like to dance." Like, oh, it feels really wrong dancing in front of people like people you don't even know like okay in front of my friends okay maybe for fun but making that a serious thing that oh my god we have to do this dance and all that stuff i can never do that and and recently i have been watching these pakistani trends that i wanted to talk about okay so there's like new trend in pakistan where people just gather all the boys and all the girls in one event and they do their shandi so like now they just get the shadi and the mehendi together and they call it shandi when at first when i heard of this term i was like what the hell is this new event like people are actually paying and it's not like a small event they pay thousands of dollars wherever they are they pay thousands like literally like their money is being spent like it's water it's being it's it it's like the money if you hold the money in your hand if you hold the sand in your hand and you just drop the sand they that's how they treat the money 
And there's this another event, and there there's this another trend. I think it's been going on for such a long time, but it's where if the bride and the groom is dancing, especially for the bride, mom takes some of the cash and she just, um, you know, like take the money and moves the money around her forehead, like the head around the bride's head, and she throws the money in the air. And the money is like flying in the air, and it just falls on the ground. And the people, people like the the lower class. I don't know. I don't know what people, but there's some people who they tell to come and collect the money from the floor, which I feel like it's such a disrespect to the person who's collecting the money off the ground, and such disrespect to the money that is being thrown on the ground, and. Just in general, like you're just showing off that you, oh you have so much money, oh watch me do this, which is such a weird thing. Like why would you do that to money that you're making? Like it's just such a weird feeling that people, the weird thing that people do. Now I actually want to search this up and and tell you guys what why do people do this? Okay. Okay, so I just searched up on Google that why do people throw money in the air. In Pakistan weddings, so in it, it doesn't talk about Pakistan, but it says that it's a tradition. It's in Punjabi. It is called Awarna, so W A A R N A, and it symbolizes blessing. The money is thrown over them and later given to the poor. So I've seen like I've I watched the weddings where people they call people like. Like the the beggars from the streets, and they tell them, "Oh, you guys, you guys can come and collect this money off the ground." Like, if you really want to donate and give money to them, give them in a, you know, a good manner. Like, you can't just be like, "Oh, you have to pick the money off of the floor." And the people in Pakistan are so, they have no self respect. Like the even the broke people, they they will just do anything to get the money. Like, where's your self respect? Okay, um, another thing that I wanted to talk about was that there's like also this weird trend in Pakistan where at the wedding they they organize a Kavali night. So Kavali is basically, um, I don't know how to say this, but let me just search up how to explain it in English. So if you guys are Pakistani and you guys understand what Kavali is, but Kavali is basically a style a style of Muslim devotional music. Which is associated with Sufis. So Sufis are. It's a significant. Uh, it's like a. A Muslim. I don't know. Like there are people. You can't touch up what Sufi means. But I don't know how to explain it. But. <coughs> sorry. It's like a. It's like a group of people who I've seen like in movies and stuff. They like wear all white and they have like a white cap or hat, um, and they they just dance with, to the music, and but they're Muslims, but yeah. And <coughs> okay, so yeah, so Kavali is basically uh, devotional music. 
which is associated with Sufis. So the Sufis people, they do the Qawwali. So it's like type of music, but it's such a weird music. Like, it's, it's good, but the way they sing it and they say the words, they, they, they try to make it really like poetic. Oh my God. They try to make it sound really like good and like a poetry. Right, so yeah, so people like they organize like a wedding event which is called Kavali Night, and pe- they invite people and they invite the world famous Kavalis singers, like people who actually can sing the Kavali and you know they dance to it and they yeah so it's and and the money is thrown in the air in especially in Kavalis and and yeah yeah so people all the people also throw money during the kawali so let me just read what it says here so when when under the spell of the music of nusra fateh ali khan nusra fateh ali khan is a kawali singer like really i think he's a really famous one too okay he's a pakistani's top singer of the sufi music known as kawali the audience is often seized by the desire to renounce worldly possessions by throwing money and valuables at the stage so they just listen to music and be like oh my god world is just like that like we don't have we, we don't want the money we don't want this watch we don't want this so they just throw the money at the stage and i am thinking the people who are singing at the back of the main singer they just collect this that's what i'm thinking but if i'm wrong just think that i'm wrong okay yeah and yeah so it's really it's a really big thing like gawali is the thing that actually happens everywhere everywhere you see muslim this actually happens and it's such a weird thing how it's becoming the part of a wedding like a wedding cannot happen without this event like oh, very weird like it's it's so unnecessary and yours the money that is being spent on these type of events is so useless because this is not actually doing anything to the husband and to the wife like it's just being wasted like what's the point of this event what is the p- point of shandy uh this kawali night and they actually make they rename the kawali night and they just name it different names so maybe like ghana night like i think this recently happened Ghana night. I don't know who did it, but someone really famous in Pakistan got married, and they did like a Ghana night. I can't remember who it was, but it was so big that like they invited literally everyone, and it was like the biggest event. It's so useless. Like, why are you being so stupid, and why are you not spending the money in a good way? Like, spend it, give it, give it away to the to the poor people if you feel like giving money spend money on something that will help you in the hereafter like the money that you can you know say in the end of the day in in the day of judgment like yeah i spent this much money on this like it it helped me it's helping me now if you spend money on useless thing useless things like and it's not gonna help you in hereafter what's the point of it then like people run after money it's so weird like 
and they run after money and they spend that money on useless things that are not needed in life like what so weird okay so another thing that i want to talk about was how people run after money and they forget that you know they have to pray they forget that they have to read quran like they just forget which is so stupid because you're running after something that the god is going to provide for like the he's the one who's making writing your story like he's the one who's writing the destiny for you so if it's already written run after allah run after him who can actually change your destiny he's the one like i never believe that you know once your destiny is written allah is going to change it he can change it you have to pray there's like this prayer called the hajjah that muslims uh it's a muslim prayer that muslims pray after during the mid during the midnight so they wake so they sleep so for example if i sleep at 9 9 uh 9 p.m. right and i wake up in the middle of the night like maybe let's just say 2 p.m. i mean 2 a.m. i can actually pray a specific prayer and pray for my whatever i want in life and allah can actually change what's already been written like he can change my destiny because that <coughs> because i prayed for it. it this is so cool i never believed this but i i recently was on tiktok and i read this and i was shocked i was like oh my god like he can actually change everything like he can actually take my life right now and i wouldn't like like i can't do anything about it like people have so much ego but in the end of the day in the end of the in the end of everything you're going to go back to allah and with that ego where's what what's going to happen to your ego like people run after money and they forget they forget allah like why do they do this right <coughs> also <coughs> sorry i don't know what's happening um yeah One time the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam went to Mount Uhud with his sahaba at Ishraq time when the sun was rising. As they were going, the shadows were in front of them as the sun was behind them and they saw their shadows. Then the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Whoever can catch his shadow, I will reward them with a gift. You must not think on how to catch a shadow, but rather think that it is an order order to be be obeyed and if you if you analyze in order of the shake you will you will disobey and fall into problem if he says to run after your shadow run after your shadow if you shake ask you something to do do it don't ask why as then the secret will go away the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said run towards the mountain and catch your shadow The Sahaba never used their mind in front of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam because they knew it was bad adab. So they ran after their shadows trying to catch them until they reached the mountain. Then the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Now face me and run." 
They ran, but this time their shadows were facing, were running behind them. And Prophet said, O my companions, a person who runs after dunya is like someone running after his shadow. He will never reach it. Whereas a person who runs after me will have his shadow chasing him, which means dunya will be a slave to him. If you chase dunya, you will be its slave. But if you run after me, dunya will be your slave. This doesn't mean to not work. Don't be lazy. Work. But be sure to also pray, fast in Ramadan, and give sadaqah. Don't ask, I will sit and do, and not do any dunya work. That is not for you. Only a select few people are given that secret is seek that secret in this dunya. Our duty is to work. Also, it is wrong to say that Maulana Sheikh Nazim is sitting in his corner making dhikrullah and not working. He is working. Even when sitting in his corner, calling people to Allah, not everyone can do that and become a wali at the same time. They become walis due to their sincerity, which I personally witnessed when I was young. I saw Maulana Sheikh Nazim more after after I got married to his daughter. As men are not, as men are aren't allowed in the living quarters when the ladies are, he used to come downstairs to the kitchen, go through the garbage and collect pieces of bread that had been thrown. Since there was no refrigerator at that time, they used to store food in closets with holes that looked like chicken wires, and sometimes the food became smelly. In spite of that, he put aside for himself to eat. The next day, when Haja and cooked and prefed guests from fresh food, Haja and was the wife. But wow, like if you're someone who is always working, always you know doing the thing, but they never pray, just remember, just remember, you're following your shadow. You are doing nothing but forgetting dunya and. Who are you running after? What are you running after? You need to run after Allah. Please pray on time. Please forget. Don't forget to be a Muslim. Because we are Muslim, but we forget that we are Muslims, which is so sad. I'm not going to say that, oh, I'm the perfect Muslim. I'm not. But I want to use my podcast to motivate people to come back to islam if you're missing something i want i want i want to spread islam i want to help people love islam so i'm like i try to put a little bit of islam islam peace in my every episode which yeah i hope you guys enjoyed the story it was actually really good like i read it and i keep I, I try to read this story every day so it reminds me of what i'm doing and what i'm doing wrong but yeah okay let's take this episode towards a lighter note i would like to tell you guys that i watched this movie called upgraded and oh my god guys i am obsessed it's actually one of the movies that i watched after such a long time and it's like it's like a rom-com and it's so good like i wish i watched it in the in the cinemas but obviously i didn't so it's all good but this movie is so good. There's no bad scene except the kisses. Kisses, alright. But there's no, like, 
bad scenes that you want to skip and you're like oh my god why is this here it's such a clean movie like i never i was so shocked after i was so shocked so i recommend guys i recommend you guys watching this movie it's called upgraded u-p-g-r-a-d-e-d and camina cam camina mendes is in here camina camila mendes I don't know what's her name, but something mendes in the end. Watch it. It's so good. You guys will love it. And hope you guys have a good one. And I hope you guys learn something from my episode every time I post. And I will see you guys in the next one. Assalamu alaikum. Allah Hafiz.